Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, special edition of Tobin's Fight Show here, everybody. Uh, It is Sunday night here in South Florida. Just watched the conclusion of Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley uh, late into the night. I was digging the Sunday night, and then it got to the end of the night. I was like, oh, yeah. Had a radio show in a few hours, so I didn't like that very much. I would very much like it to be, uh, you know, a Saturday night, I think. But it's okay. Listen, nothing we haven't done before. Uh, stay up late for fights and then go do radio the next day. Uh, obviously, there's a lot going on with the Dolphins uh, that we're going to get to on the morning show. And I'm sure we will talk some of this on Tobin and Leroy uh, coming up. But... Did want to uh, drop something for you guys for the fight night tonight. So if you guys are just uh, if you guys are, are hip to it, and I'm sure you are now, the scores from last night were Jake Paul. He uh, won via split decision, 77-75 um, and 78-74. Tyron Woodley won on one of the judges' scorecards, 77-75. And that judge, apparently, they were saying on the broadcast, gave him from rounds three to the last round. So they're saying they gave Jake Paul only the first two rounds. That's kind of crazy to me. Um, there were definitely some, I mean, there, there were definitely some close rounds in there. I don't think this is a fight that Jake Paul dominated um, by any means. I do think that he won the fight. I think he won the fight clearly just based on, you know, the the 10-I must system and all that type of stuff. But uh, I think Tyron definitely had like the biggest round and definitely had the moment of the fight where he nearly knocked Jake Paul out. Jake Paul was never close to really knocking Tyron Woodley out. So that was definitely something that was interesting to, you know, kind of uh, take in with this whole thing. And looking at the numbers from last night, ended up being on total punches. Jake Paul landed 71 out of uh, 207. And Tyron Woodley landed uh, 52 out of 163. Um, so probably it wasn't that much of a, as much of a discrepancy on the throwing as you thought it probably was. And I definitely thought um, after like round, I thought round six, after round, after round six, when Jake caught him with that big shot, um, it really was, uh, it really was him. I, I think thinking that he had a very big lead and really was, conservative on his output uh but so is Woodley listen you know a lot of people were wondering and I was I was seeing some funny uh tweets from people where they're like oh Woodley has to throw more and honestly that was my number one concern when this matchup came up and I told you guys if you listen to the podcast on Sunday morning 
there was a little piece of me that was like, you know, Jake Paul is a little bit over intense. The the things of the week, maybe Tyron Woodley is going to get this. You know, I was I was I I'm not usually wavered on a fight week very much. This was as close as I, I had gotten to be like, man, should I switch my pick? Should I go with Woodley? I stayed with it. I said Jake Paul was going to win, but I said Jake Paul was going to stop him. I thought that he was going to catch him with something. And uh, Tyron Woodley ate a lot of stuff. Never really felt like he was he was going to go. Never the case. So I whiffed on that one. Um, but the thing that I, I do think that I was spot on with in my early analysis of this fight was the biggest thing that concerned me with Tyron is Tyron does not throw. <laughs> like that's that's the biggest thing and the biggest uh, hindrance in his game. And the thing is, oh, we not only does he not throw, we haven't seen him over the last four year, uh, over the last three years win uh, any rounds. We haven't, and and, and he was even more like Tyron Woodley was conservative in the fights that he would win. And and was and was you know champion of the world and was very conservative with his output, and then he had this losing streak where he was even more conservative. So I was just very much concerned with that going into this that he was, you know, going to be super conservative, super conservative, jump in with something and maybe get caught. Um, wasn't you know he got caught definitely with some shots, but um, it just I really felt like if he could have kept that pressure on and and all the success that he was having in that. Uh, majestic round four where he really hurt Jake Paul if he really would have kept the pressure on and he would have kept coming a little bit uh, and you could see it kind of humping up in him that he was getting that confidence if, if if that guy just kept coming forward and was throwing like that I really do think that he would have gotten Jake Paul out of there I really really do however look Jake Paul hit him with some big counter shots it probably did second guess him a little bit Jake is a strong kid uh, I do think that he showed some toughness I, I do think that he gets a world of credit um for 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 winning this fight certainly didn't have the viral moment that everybody was looking for it's kind of goofy uh in the post fight where you know willie was calling to run it back you know i think jay i think logan paul had the had the words of that exchange where you're old news fam like that's that's it you had your chance and i think willie had his chance i'm not really interested in seeing him fight jake paul again it's not like this was some epic rocky four back and forth clash i was like oh i, I gotta see it again no i think we I think most people outside of the judge who decided that Tyron Woodley won the last five rounds, I guess because he was going forward the entire time, um, that judge clearly, I guess, doesn't believe in punching off uh, off of the back foot or uh, or fighting backwards. That judge doesn't believe in that. But for me, um, I'm not interested in seeing that fight again. I think that, yeah, Jake Paul, that's what he is. He, he doesn't do things like that where it's like, ah, this was kind of a successful fight. Let's go and do it again. Nah, he's going to move on to the latest, greatest thing. And I, and I honestly think the one thing that was interesting about his post-fight interview was that he uh, he didn't really have anything in mind. Like, he probably could have called out anybody in the world. I think that they probably were trying to set up Tommy Fury to be that guy. Tommy Fury threw up kind of a stinker tonight. Um, and then the UFC guys, you know, maybe he's waiting for a Masvidal to get out of his UFC contract or a Nate Diaz or somebody, some bigger name, because I don't really think there is that big name right now in mixed martial arts that he could really tie himself to. So I do think that when you hear him say that he's going to take a little step back, I think he's probably waiting for that right opponent to kind of step forth and, and, and do something. Maybe, you know, a Dylan Dennis has been a longtime rival. They have the Bellator. I think that's an easy fight to make. Um, you know, but Dylan hasn't fought in forever either. I think Dylan probably would have to go into mixed martial arts, get a win, get people to remember him, have a fight week promotion and all that type of stuff. So, 
anyway, yeah, I, I think what did Jake Paul show tonight? Jake Paul showed some of the guts. You know, uh, you know, he did uh, he did eat some big big shots. Definitely, I think that Tyron had the moment of the fight where he uh, he hit him. I mean, the one thing I think that was strange, and the one thing that uh, I don't think a lot of people probably expected. You know, they kept talking about, oh, Jake Paul, his left is going to be uh, the big weapon. And actually, it ended up being Tyron Woodley. I thought that that was the big surprise of the fight is that he hit. I don't know what the official count ended up being, but it felt like he hit Jake Paul with about, you know, 20 of those check hooks with the left hand. One of them being very, very dangerous and really uh, almost put Jake Paul out. And I do think that if you put Jake Paul down, maybe Tyron has more of an argument, but he didn't like, OK, the ropes held him up, but he got through it. You know, I don't think that there's enough there for uh, us to sit here and say that uh, that Tyron goes and, and, and gets himself another fight. Um, you know, Ty- Ariel Hawani was talking, who I actually thought for the most part was really good on the broadcast. He was fantastic on the interviews. Should be. He's one of the best interviewers in the game. But I did think he was a little ridiculous in the last round where he goes, oh, this is Tyron Woodley's legacy on the line. Like, no, it's not. It's let's not let's not get crazy. His his fighting legacy is set. He is uh, he is a. A very, very good champion in the history of the welterweight division. Um, you know, he's not George St. Pierre. He's not Kamaru Usman. His uh, title reign wasn't exactly beloved. He was a very scrutinized champion, but he was a very good fighter. He was a very good fighter, smart, uh, you know, did a lot of strategic stuff to to uh, to go and I think his bones. But yeah, like if he were to go fight Jake Paul again, like is are you going to promise me that you're going to be more aggressive? Like I almost would want the fight to be three rounds and, and it would just have to get going. Like, I just think you're leaving more opportunity for Tyron to, um, you know, disappoint you. Cause that's what it is. Like, you know, he's going to go out there and, and he'll have some flashes. He'll have some success, but do you really think that when he has to pull the trigger to go get the job done, is he going to go do it? I don't think he's that guy, man. I, I really, really don't. So, um, look, he got through it. He gets a big payday. He didn't get turned into a meme. Um, please don't get your name. Don't get I love Jake Jake Paul tattooed on you, uh, especially for a rematch. God, that's that's that seems unbelievably desperate if you were to do that. Um, I understand he's a fighter. He wants to go provide. Please just it's such a bad look if you were to do that. Say if I, I, I fulfill the bet. Um don't do that. <laughs> I, I really, really hope he doesn't. That was the only thing that kind of left me uh, a little bit empty-hearted at the end. I just thought that the ending was uh, was lame. You know, them kind of talking into it. Um, and most of it, I honestly thought, was Tyron's fault. Like, you know, Tyron's sitting here and saying that, oh, I definitely won that fight. He didn't win that fight, man. He didn't win that fight. He had the moment of the fight. He didn't win the fight. It's, um, you know... So and I and I don't think a lot of people would be interested in seeing it again. But it was a fun night, man. Look, I I don't think that anybody who paid their sixty bucks tonight came away disappointed. I think it was a decent fight for what it was. Um, you know, you were hoping that there were going to be that those those crazy moments or that those guys kept throwing pretty big shots. Um, it definitely wasn't the most technical fight in the world by any means, but uh, I, I really think that. For the most part, it was an entertaining night. I thought the fight card was really good. Um, Tommy Fury versus Anthony Taylor was interesting. I actually think that, if anything, uh, Tommy Fury was probably one of the best um, buoys for Jake Paul tonight to really just look at where his career is at. And they mentioned a little bit of this on the broadcast, but 
The one thing I think you do have to give Jake Paul credit for is, look, there's a lot of boxers who go out there. They look clumsy. They make these things look ugly. These aren't entertaining. You know, I always, you know, when I talk to young boxers about those four-round fights, I find them to be unbelievably stressful for them because it's like you're, you want to get in work, but you also want to finish guys fast. And it's almost to put that pressure on you and also, you know, not let you get blown out cardio-wise. And, you know, Tommy Fury looks like your typical inexperienced boxer and Jake Paul yeah you can go and you can you know harp on the caliber of opponents I'm going to tell you as a guy who goes to a lot of regional shows when you see these 1-0 or 2-0 matchups versus the guy who's 0-4 or 1-3 you know some of the guys that I've seen fight you know world-class fighters in their early days were jokes too and you just don't see those fights they're not on national tv Jake Paul was able to turn them into, into memes. So I do think that Jake Paul does get some credit for that. I do think that he should get some credit tonight for uh, weathering some adversity. And I do think that he won the majority of those rounds. I thought that he won five out of eight rounds tonight. Um, probably had an argument for six out of eight. I thought that uh, the way I had it for him, I had, it, I had one, two, go to his way. I had three, four, go Woodley. So I had it even after four. Then I had uh, Jake sweeping it up until the eighth round. I gave to Woodley. And uh, I, I think that was, I think it's a pretty good card. I, I thought six was, uh, you know, I thought six was maybe an argument for Woodley, maybe. So maybe you could say, hey, on a good day, was it a draw? But I even thought that I was generous with round three. So I, I really thought for, for Tyron, really the only rounds I thought were super clear for him were round four, obvious, round six pretty obvious because of how conservative Jake Paul was in that round. So that's, um, you know, that's that with the, with the, as far as the, uh, the things that are, are concerned, I thought that Showtime put on a good show tonight. I thought the broadcast was good. Awesome. Awesome. Um, it, you know, awesome fight on the undercard between Montana love and Ivan Berenchik. Holy crap. If you guys didn't see this fight, I, I hope it's gets uh, put up on you. I thought, I hope Showtime boxing puts it up on YouTube. This was a tremendous fight. And not even it was a tremendous fight from the scorecards because I think Montana Love uh, did dominate the scorecards. But Ivan Baranchek is so crazy. There's a reason they call him the beast. And I am biased because he does train down here. But he uh, he just comes forward winging with crazy punches, you know. And, you know, catches and caught Love with a couple of them, which were really, which were really, really dangerous. But Love, I thought, just showed such uh, unbelievable poise and some of the boxing skill that he showed. He really, I thought, uh, out of everybody, I think, took the Jake Paul shine of this was, you know, what do they say, the second biggest pay-per-view. He took that shine. I think people are going to know him. And he had a monster call out of either Josh Taylor or Javante Davis. I know Javante Davis responded on Twitter. But look, you know, Dude's, dude's probably got some hype behind him. I would do it. You know, I would I would, I would hop on that train and make it happen because uh he took he took uh he took every every element of this stage and uh and and did uh did great things with it. Daniel Dubois, he steamrolled Joe uh Cusimano or G, 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 Giuseppe, is that what he's going by? Uh Cusimano knocked him out in the first round, put him down three times, not really much there. And uh Serrano versus Mercado. Decent fight back and forth. Uh, you know, Serrano, I thought she was going to put it away in that final round. I don't really get her coach uh, being mad at Mercado. You know, he was yelling at her, oh, be a true Mexican, go out there. 
dude, slow your roll. She's uh, first of all, she's coming up in weight, and she's fighting one of the best fighters on the planet. Perhaps she just tone it down a little. I'm just saying. And uh, as far as like star powers, you know, Dave Chappelle was there. You had Dustin Poirier. I like that they introduced Dustin Poirier on the boxing broadcast as the UFC champion. It, it, you know, it, it, he should be referred to as the champion. I like that from for uh, from my dude uh, Dustin Poirier. I was happy about that. Um, my guy Ray Boom Boom Mancini, one of the best guests that I, I want to get Ray on this week. I'm going to try and endeavor that because uh, he's one of my favorite guys to talk boxing to. I think that that probably had to be cool. That dude is uh, Ohio royalty. And, um, yeah, I mean, you know, they had Corey Spinks there. Other than that, probably Logan Paul was probably the biggest celebrity there that at least I saw on the broadcast. Um, and, uh, you know, that's kind of the recap. I just wanted to get something out there for the, uh, for, uh, everybody. Cause I didn't get a chance to do it on the Sunday show. Not, uh, not uh, common that we have a Sunday night main event, big event, um, I think most of the school, uh, most of the world, not in school yet, not like South Florida. So I'm sure it did uh, really well. And uh, you know, we'll talk about it more on the uh, on on the morning show with Leroy and and the whole crew there. But you know, as far as the fight crew is concerned, just give you my two cents in it. As far as um, the wrap up, final thoughts on this thought: Jake Paul, um, you know, got some well needed rounds for his boxing career. Uh, if this is going to be a thing, I thought that he showed himself to have, uh, some, uh, some, some guts, some gumption to take some big shots and go through. Um, I do think that, you know, you know, we didn't see, we didn't see that devastating one, two, where he looked like he was really going to hurt Tyron Woodley, but I do think that it was enough where Woodley wasn't willing to go for broke and really endeavor anything. I do think that there was a little bit of caution there, but we didn't see that, like, you know, this idea that he has devastating knockout power, um, didn't come to fruition tonight from a guy who actually could punch back and and could take a shot and, and look like he had trained and been in better shape. I mean, listen, as I said in the lead up to this, Tyron Woodley is a you know uh, he is durable. He is he is a guy who can take shots. Um, so it shouldn't be surprising that he was standing after eight rounds. But uh, you know, for him, I you know I, I don't understand you know tyron's gonna sit there and say i won the fight i don't think that he won the fight although i don't you know looking at the numbers i don't think it's as lopsided as people probably thought it was and definitely i just thought that he probably just should have i think if he would have thrown a little bit more you know you got that crowd and he didn't he doesn't he didn't throw i think he landed he threw 48 jabs and it just you know that jab just sets everything up and it just even just makes you look a little bit better um and honestly, he threw, this is an interesting set. So, like, looking at the stats from last night, it was Jake Paul threw 122 jabs and landed 36 of them. Woodley threw 48 jabs, landed 11 of them. But, like, Woodley is almost in the reverse of power shots where it was 41 out of 115. And Jake was uh, 35 out of 85. So... You know, I, I just think that it was uh, – I think if he probably would have, you know, thrown that jab a little bit more, maybe set some more things up. But, I mean, listen, he was having a ton of success with that uh, with that left hand, that hook. I mean, that was, I think, his best shot of the fight. Jake Paul just never – he just could never figure that out. Um, you know, Jake did a great job, I think, avoiding the, the, the right-hand bomb for the most part. But that, that, uh, that sneaky little left hook, he was getting hit with uh, a bunch of times. And probably, I mean, maybe could have gone to the well a little bit more on that. But as I said, this has been the story of 
Tyron Woodley's entire fight career, basically, as we have been, you know, as fans with Tyron Woodley. Like, he always says, you know, people didn't give me the respect I deserve. People don't do this. People do. No, dude. We we're all sitting there because we all think that this guy has the capabilities of being one of the best things in the sport. And in a lot of ways, uh, he is, he's reached heights that tons of people won't reach. Like, you know, guys who maybe are more beloved, like Donald Cerrone, like Tyron Woodley had a more decorated career because he did it at the more elite level, I guess you could say. But, you know, Donald would go down like the cowboy and throw a ton of shots and, and all that type of stuff. And Woodley would be like, I'll I'll have the most I'll have the least amount of strikes landed against Damian Maya in a championship match. Like that's that's just what he is. That's that's what he's always been and that's what a lot of people have been frustrated by by his fight career for a long time. Um but I don't want to see him fight Jake Paul again. I I don't really and and I think it's like I said it's interesting, you know, Jake Paul not really having a clear answer. I don't really know what the clear answer is. I think that uh if Dylan Dennis were to uh, get a fight in Bellator on Showtime and you have Jake Paul on the call or something like that, I, I think that that's a kind of an old rivalry with a ton of stuff and bad blood to get to. Uh, this whole idea, should Jake Paul take on a boxer? I guess I'll end with this. I don't think it's super necessary. Like, what is it here? to? I mean, like, what do we think? He's here to be champion of the world. Can you name the cruiserweight champions of the world right now? Because it's not Usyk anymore. Like, could you name those guys? Probably not. Um... So I think for Jake, I, I think this whole idea of fighting more dangerous guys or continuing to fight mixed martial artists, uh, I think it's fun. I think it's fun. You know, I take it for what it is. I'm not looking to see Jake Paul uh, continue to always up his game. I would like him to not fight dudes with dad bods anymore. That would be kind of cool. But if he has like an, a, a rivalry like a Dylan Danis pop up, I think it'd be fun. I'm not really into the Tommy Fury thing, quite frankly. Uh, is Tyson Fury going to be involved with the promotion? Like, I I don't know. I, you know, I, I know Tommy Fury has, I guess, a big following from Love Island or something like that. I'd have to ask Mrs. Tobin about that. She loves Love Island and all those reality shows. I don't know squat about it. So maybe I'll figure, uh, maybe I'll do my Tommy Fury research. But I wasn't, like, super impressed watching Tommy Fury. And I was like, wow, I got to watch this guy's next fight. Um, but I don't think there's a clear answer right now for Jake. I, I think because, and I think the answer for, and I think the reason for that is because all of the UFC guys, I don't think Dana White's going to go let him fight. Like it's easy to say, oh, a Masvidal, oh, uh, a Michael Chandler, you know, the Missouri Avenger is going to come in and save it, a uh, uh, Nate Diaz. Like all of these guys are under contract, and I don't think Dana White is one going to do business with Showtime and two going to try and make Jake Paul rich now that they're beefing with each other. It's, it's, see Oscar De La Hoya versus George Saint Pierre. Anyway, uh, that's our recap for tonight. I got to go to bed and uh, and get to uh, the show for tomorrow morning. And uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. See ya. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.